Um, hey, uh, something you mentioned in your video uh, as your bread and butter, uh, kind of in that in that mold on on your video, you yeah. talked about the use of single leg exercises. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I think that's one area that high school coaches miss the boat. Yeah, I, I will. Number one, I'll, I'll definitely say this. I, I think that um, now that you know, I know that, that, the, that the scope of this is, is high school basketball for sure, right? But let's say that you're an assistant coach. Let's say that you're a head coach somewhere, and you say, "Man, I really want to invest in the weight room," right? But maybe, right? You might not know exactly what you're doing, right? And that's okay, right? You don't have to have all the answers, but you have to be willing to be able to seek out. Every answer, right? I don't, I don't claim to have many answers, but man, the people in my phone book might, right? Yeah. So, so, so what I'm, so if I'm an assistant basketball coach and my head coach puts me in charge of going out and doing the strength conditioning program, and I'm not sure to speak to your previous point, now that I have a soapbox and thanks for giving me one. Yeah, yeah. Right? No but, um, what I would do if I'm the assistant coach. I'm going to go to every college within an hour who has a strength conditioning coach, right? I'm not going to go to YouTube. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to the people who might actually have my kids someday, right? And I'm going to sit down with them, and I'm going to follow them around for a day, and I'm going to see, you know, what they're actually doing. What are their coaching cues? How are, we, how are they doing things? What are they actually looking for? So I can start implementing that immediately. Um so, and again, in a proper way to where your feet find all right? So I'll get back to the, to the single leg exercises now. Um, I'm a huge fan of, of unilateral work. So I'll work on a single leg, work on a single arm. Uh, most of the time you'll find a huge discrepancy uh, between leg strength differentials with guys coming out of high school, coming into college, right? Sometimes maybe, man, maybe they sprained an ankle ten times. All right, maybe they, um, I don't know, maybe they have a little bit of a, a hip issue. Maybe they have a little bit of a knee issue. But they don't realize how much strength they're actually losing uh, by having that compensation. So we try to really fill in the gaps with our, uh, with our single leg work. We, do, we have a full single leg day uh, or a single arm day every week. Um, and a, a lot of our accessories are built around single arm work, single leg work. Uh, that's not the only thing that we do. Again, we get really, really big and really, really strong, and that takes a barbell on both legs and both arms and, and really uh, really putting some weight on the bar. But if we take our time and really elicit a quality response through single leg and single arm work as far as maybe some split squats, some step-ups, some lunging variations, um, single arm pressing either horizontally or vertically, even at the incline, with whatever that might be, um, that has a great response to health moving forward if we're able to take out those compensations of strength between legs and between arms. Gotcha. Yeah, that's 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 pretty powerful because that's something that uh, when you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, that that makes total sense. But it's not something that we've practiced, and so we haven't yeah. put that into practice or made it a habit really with our with our strength and conditioning programs with our players. You know what? One of my roommates in college, he uh, he builds weight rooms for different uh, pro organizations and pro teams, and he says the first thing they want to know is what can you give us to help us with our, with our rookies that come in. 
This is NFL I'm talking. Rookies that come oh, in yeah. that have muscular dysfunction and discrepancies. And so they're not really worried about their strength yet. They're trying to figure out, okay, this guy's right shoulder is so jacked up, his left one's strong. How do we fix that muscular imbalance? This guy's, Absolutely. you know, and I think that, that kind of speaks to the, the value of single leg. Would you agree with that? Am I off base or? No, I, I think you're 100% on board because, you know, if you, if you think of, you know, if you're going to put a barbell across your back, let's say, we're, we're, let's talk back squat, right? And you're going to put a barbell across your back. That's a fixed object, right? That's going to go across your back and you're going to squat bilaterally. So you're going to squat on both legs and man, we're going to load that bar up and we're going to go down as far as you can and we're going to come back up and it's a real grinder lift, right? Well, if, to put it, you know, if, if you have a 15% differential between your left and your right leg, Right, and your left, and, and your right leg is far stronger than your left leg. Well, that's not going to elicit a proper response at some point in your development. Right, at some point, something's going to go out and something's going to go pop if we don't get that corrected. Right, and and as a strength coach, I think my, one of my biggest things is to have my athletic trainer have the most boring job in the nation. Right, <laughs> one of the. One of the one of the best ways to combat injury is lifting, is, is lifting weights in a quality program, right? So my biggest thing is, you know, we have to we have to get rid of that leg strength differential where we have to make both of them equal, both of them strong, before we kind of cement anything with dysfunction, right? I would much have a functional system that we cement than a dysfunctional system that we cement. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess one other question I have that that kind of plays along with this, and um, just if you could speak briefly about uh, hip flexibility and the effect that that has on the the athlete, and how improved hip flexibility helps so many other things. I think that may be another thing that maybe we kind of miss the boat on sometimes. Excuse me. Yeah. I, well, I, I think I don't want to look at just the hip. I, I think it's I think it's highly highly important. But one thing that I look at, um, I believe that I need to give credit to Mike Boyle for this. I believe that Boyle uh, kind of coined this previously. Um, but it's something that I definitely pay attention to. Um, and I know that coaches that I've worked for in the past, strength conditioning coaches that I've worked for in the past, also pay attention to this. But thinking of the kinetic chain, all right, so how your toes affect your head, okay? So you want to... At the ankle, right, you want to have a mobile ankle, right? So it's the, it's the chain of uh, mobility and stability. Yeah. Okay? So you want to have a mobile ankle, all right? So all of your kids running around in high tops right now that are laying <laughs> all the way up, right, make sure that they, you know, or if they're taped up when they're 14 years old, Okay, like we, that's okay for right now, but we have to be sure what's coming up down the road, right? You're going to look at probably some knee pathologies or some knee issues down the road. Anyway, so you want a mobile ankle, right? You want a stable knee. So now we're working up the chain. You want a mobile ankle in, I mean, a mobile hip in all planes of motion. Okay? So, whether it be internal rotation, external rotation, adduction, abduction, whatever that might be, you need a mobile hip 
in all ranges of motion. Alright? Uh, you need a stable low back. Alright? I like to have a mobile thoracic, right? So your mid-back is to be mobile. And to me, I would like a mobile and stable shoulder girdle. Right? So you need to be mobile and stable through the shoulder. Um, so to, to not just look at the hip itself, but I know a lot of times coaches say, oh, he's got bad hips. Well, maybe, but what, what, what are his ankles doing, right? Yeah. Um, you know, what are, what are, what is his low back doing, right? If his low back's screaming, right? And he has a mobile low back, but a stable hip, well, it was just changed around the kinetic chain, right? <laughs> a, a mobility and stability. So you have to be sure, again, it's mobile ankles, stable knees, mobile hip, stable low back, mobile thoracic spine, and you want a mobile and stable shoulder curl. So I won't just speak to the hip. I do think it's highly, highly important in all ranges of motion, but uh, I believe that that elicits more, well, I believe that the response comes more from the kinetic chain. That's great. Yeah, that's a... I'm taking I'm taking notes as you're as you're talking. So that's uh, tomorrow we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be in the weight room again. And I'm thinking, all right, these are these are you know thoughts that I can and and practices that I can use right off the bat. That's that's there you really go. Good. I like it. Uh, all right, last question. What are some major areas that you feel like just in your experience? You know, at at uh, Murray and then. Uh, you know, at uh, VCU and then now at LSU, just being different parts of the country and different places that you feel like maybe high school coaches or players may overlook that could really benefit a program. And, and we're talking about kind of these these intangible type things or some some programs calls them taking your vitamins. You know, what are the extra intangibles yeah. that, that you feel like maybe we can we can make some some huge gains in with our players? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, you know, a lot of these statements that I'm probably about to make are going to be like a, probably like a help you to help me to help you to help me type statements. Okay. <laughs> Cause I think there's some help that I can, you know, at, you know, at the collegiate level, uh, you know, I, sometimes I, I, I scratch my head and I think, wow, okay, we got to go over that you got to eat three meals a day. You know, and I, I understand. You know, some, some background and things like that. I, I, I get that, right? But but at the same time, I think that the number one thing that we find is our nutrition, okay? Yeah. Um, communicating that three meals a day is, is just a normal thing, right? Three meals a day is, that's below average for a collegiate athlete, all right? And I think the second thing that goes with that is a Pop-Tart and a Gatorade is not a meal, <laughs> right? That's, that's, that's barely a snack, right? So I think this is maybe going to make more of the players, but for the coaches that are listening to this, you know, like, if you see your kid having a Pop-Tart and a Gatorade and you think that's breakfast, there's no chance, right? There's <laughs> no way, right? And then, and then the craziest thing to me is, right, the craziest thing to me is, is what I find is that these kids are, are having a, a Pop-Tart and a Gatorade for breakfast, but yet they can name off to me every single supplement that they're taking. <laughs> right? They can say, oh, I have this pre-workout, I have this pop. And I'm, I'm sitting here scratching my head like, 
you don't need any of those. Right? <laughs> so it, you don't need supplements or merely what is termed. It's supplemental, right? So unless you're eating five meals a day, drinking a quarter chocolate milk, eight peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, four cups of trail mix on a solid training program, and drinking a gallon of water a day, right? If you can't gain weight doing that, number one, you got to go see your doctor, okay? Right? <laughs> get rid of that because there's something wrong, okay? And number two, if if you're doing all of that, then sure. Okay, maybe, maybe you can fit a protein shake in somewhere, right? But if you're not already eating five meals a day, drinking a gallon of water, you know, having a bunch of snacks during that day, there's no need for supplements. You know, the amount of the amount of kids and families that I work with that I say, you know, hey, what'd you have for breakfast this morning? And they, they can't recall what they had for breakfast, but they can tell me what type of protein powder that they're taking. <laughs> that's a that's a big problem. Um, that's a that's a big problem and, and allocation for funds of money would be much better spent on, you know, uh, sixty eggs at Walmart rather than a, a protein powder that's going to be even less protein and calories and good stuff for you than those eggs are. Right. Um, so that would be number one. Um, I think number two, you know, I see a lot of this, that uh, these, like, jumping programs. Oh, yeah. Like, so for me, you know... You know, I, jumping doesn't fit into the category of more is better, right? If, if we're going to jump in practice, right, which I'm hoping that if you play basketball, you're jumping in practice, <laughs> and and then you're going to spend extra time in the gym, and you're going to get a jump shot up, right? Jump shot, which actually is the term jumping. I'm going to jump again. Why are we going to come into the weight room and, and jump a bunch, right? I see all these, all it is, their entire workout in the weight room is jumping, right? Like, when is enough jumping enough jumping, right? Let's, let's get really strong, right, um, in that weight room. So I think that, you know, if, you, if you're going to get all of these jumping programs and, oh, man, I'm going to do this and that, um, I would be very careful about, you know, as a 14 to 18 year old gentleman, you're probably not going to feel too bad. But when I get you at 18 to 22, that jumping program might have put a whole lot of miles on that car <laughs> more more than we realize. Right. All right. And and then you know I I kind of I got a lot of thoughts here, so I'm sorry if I'm running over on time or anything. Can I can I keep going here? Yeah. Here? No. Hey, keep going. It's it's your world. We're just right. living in it right now. So All go right, ahead. Cool. So I I, I think. <laughs> A big thing is to be able to move well, pain-free, in space, or with time under tension. Okay, so can you can you repeat those repeat those one more time for us? Yeah, so so to be able to move well, pain-free, in space, or under tension, meaning with like a barbell or a dumbbell or a weighted vest or something like that, right? So I'm a firm believer that at the high school level, right, I, I'm, I think everybody, and what I try to get my guys to, I think everybody able, should be able to squat down with their butt on their calves, heels on the ground, with their chest up, 
pain-free, right? Nobody should say, ooh, my knee hurts, ooh, uh-oh, my low back, uh-oh, I'm caved over. No, 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 good posture, butt under calves, heels on the ground, right? And if this can't happen, right, you might want to reassess a couple things as far as flexibility, as far as mobility, as far as training program, what you're doing full ranges of motion, um, you really need to check yourself before something goes out and pop. Um, and that's something that I spend a lot of time at at the, at the collegiate level trying to get my guys to be able to do. And if they were able to come in the door doing that, I would be able to, you know, see them down the road a whole lot faster. Um, so that would be to be able to move well, pain-free, uh, in space or time under tension. It's, um, you know, it's getting back to that, are you a basketball specialist or are you a basketball athlete? Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of times now with kids only playing basketball, they're specialists, right? Where if you put them in any other athletic category, they're unable to do so. But if you're able to, you know, be a basketball athlete, these things come much easier for you. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. And then, you know, I think... You know, a lot of times, um, you know, and, and, and no, no knock to anybody or, or, or anything like that, but I think I think a lot of times, you know, at the high school level, you know, I've, I've been there, you know, things like that. You know, just because it looks cool doesn't mean that it's good for you, right? Like, at the end of the day, like, a back squat, that doesn't really look cool, right? Like, a trap or deadlift, that's not very cool. Right? Going in and doing 10 pull-ups, I guess that would be put in a cool category, <laughs> right? But all of those, all of those things are really good for you. And, you know, I just keep caution, right? If, if you have to strap something to you, if it has Velcro and bands and all this other jazz and it has to go around your feet, your ankles, up to your knees, and you gotta climb stairs with it or, something like that, and it offers immediate benefit, right? We've all seen these things. I can't, you know, name it, but we've right. all seen these things. I would, I would feed a lot of caution towards those things. I would, I would really take a bird's eye view of these things to say, okay, this might not hurt me right now, but what is this going to do for me 10 years from now, right? What is this, what, what type of load am I putting on my body right now, and is that going to be an issue Moving forward into the future, so I would, I would highly, uh, I would highly take a look at those things. And again, simple is not the same definition as easy, right? If I would love it if every every athlete that I got was able to do ten push-ups perfectly all the way down, all the way up, right? Ten pull-ups perfectly all the way down, all the way up, right? And if they could do ten bodyweight squats perfectly all the way down, all the way up, right? Man, that is something that I would love to be able to see that at the next level. I don't need to see jumping programs and this and that and all of this, that, and the third. No, 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 no. Simple. Simple, simple. Doesn't mean easy, right? See, as simple as possible, right? And you can make the simple things really, really hard when you need to. 